Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast The Tech Check, which is a brand new addition to the lecture series module of Techniche 2021, the annual techno management festival of IIT Guwahati. A remarkable blend of innovation, science and business, Techniche aims to motivate the youth of a nation to expand the horizons of their mind and reach the pinnacle of success in all techno management spheres. Being the most elegant module of Techniche, the lecture series facilitates the interaction of pioneers of various fields with the current generation today we are here with mr balaji vishwanathan founder and ceo of inventor robotics he has embraced the true calling of an entrepreneur using long term goals to develop companies that actively seek to make a global impact he is also the most followed writer on quora welcome sir we are honored to have you here hi uh, like uh, hello students it is a great privilege for me to be talking to you uh, and i've been to it gavati's tech fest uh, a few years ago uh, so it was a different world like being able to interact with uh, uh, your seniors uh, in person and uh, this time i'm i'm quite excited to do this thing uh, virtually thank you sir so we would now like to begin with the podcast um i would first like to ask you that um, there has been a lot of investment in the field of artificial intelligence in recent times um, it has in fact helped us solve many problems which have otherwise confused us um, for centuries together um, so what would you like to say about the impact of ai um, in the field of robotics so uh, robotics and ai are fairly uh, connected to each other so the idea of robot is to have a machine with its own intelligence and being able to operate uh, in the, the real world and the definition of robot itself is is fairly wider uh, it is like you know uh, so the definition of software it is not a, uh, it is not a single tool or an entity but a group of machines that all can use intelligence and the last 5 uh, years there has been a significant progress in three key fields um, that are very relevant to robotics the first in uh, the autonomous navigation so the ability for machines to know where they are called localization uh, so like work, uh, sort of like getting your gps uh, coordinates but in an indoor environment with a centimeter level precision so having the machine to know where they are and to know uh, the map around them so this enables the machines to drive on their own so that first a uh, big thing that's called autonomous navigation which have been again um, improved substantially by the progress in ai the second big thing that has happened is in the computer vision where we are now able to build very complex uh, models about our uh, environment and again in the last uh, 10 years computer vision has uh, grown substantially and we are using them in in a variety of uh, fields so one example i could give is in one of the uh, world's largest fmcg companies where our robots move around their factory and then be able to look at the employees as well as machinery and to figure out which machines are not functioning well and if employees are uh, following the compliance protocols and and then if there is anything spillage of uh, material in the in the aisles so again it uses heavily computer vision and then combines that with autonomous navigation to be able to create a map of what is going on around your factory the third big thing that ai has brought in is in the uh, field of uh, natural language processing and speech recognition uh, uh, i'm sure almost all of you have, uh, would have used at least uh, like the google um, uh, the google speech uh, or like alexa or, or siri 
um so which enables machines to uh, understand at least basic language what you are speaking and and then be able to give some kind of a response again it, we are still not there completely yet but again this, this has provided a significant uh, uh, sort of improvement over the last 3 4 years so these three fields of ai uh, one is in uh, autonomous navigation second is in computer vision and third in language uh, processing and uh, conversation design these three are making the robots far more smarter than where they were 10 years ago okay as you very rightly said sir um, robotics combines several different um, spheres of technology and it integrates them to make a very big impact on humanity so um, i i i would like to ask you that um, often on the software side of it we have a lot of freedom and flexibility um as in if we want to design a simulation we can go ahead and do it and basically our imagination is the only limit um but do you feel that you encounter many mechanical constraints while implementing um your vision that you have for a certain robot for a certain um technology absolutely so the uh, so the see the the world of robot uh, robotics is, is far far more complicated than um the than just the software world I'll give you an uh, example. So we were uh, deploying a robot uh, at a hospital in the US. So for that, the uh, again the the software was designed and, and so on. So that is that was not not where the the biggest challenge was. First is in like you know during lockdown periods and so on, getting a the robot manufactured, which is again a very complex problem, especially in India, just just manufacturing, which again goes through multiple stages. so from um, so concept design which we often do it in 2d to then doing a 3d modeling uh, so we use an autodesk tool to do a complex 3d modeling uh, which is substantially uh, complicated then from there we have to be designing things for printing so we we 3d print the components one by one and to 3d print uh, such a large robot will take months so uh, we have to design all uh, all the components ready for 3d printing including the thickness and so on and finally uh, all of them we have to take a mold out of them so that we can we can do the manufacturing this is just the outer shell i'm talking about then the chassis design which is another uh, complete process so which is a metal design so where a whole bunch of laser cutting uh, happen so that that is a whole another piece then the, there's a third is electronics design where we do uh, pcb designs and then getting it fabricated then have all the ics uh, and and all the components uh, soldered into the into the board which in in a larger scale you can automate it but in a smaller scale if you are doing it few hundreds you might have to do the uh, soldering uh, yourself um, all the uh, all, all the key uh, components so so then it is um, so these three things then form the key part of manufacturing from that part then you have to be doing a whole bunch of hardware testing which ones will break and and so on then from there like you know packaging how do you how do you package it right like you know people uh, imagine consumer products kind so how do you design uh, like design a packaging which will keep up with the consumer standards as well as uh, be able to uh, handle all that load so you do all that thing and then it has to go through a customs process and then there's a whole bunch of issues in the thing and, and global shipping of, of of items and like things like batteries are, are typically not allowed in that thing so it's it's a another huge problem how do you ship a battery into that and then finally like on the other side the customs has to approve all these process and then batteries we often secure it uh, in the customer location which is again a whole another complication then we have to assemble the robots in the customer location 
and uh, in the pre pandemic we used to send our teams to do the deployment but now we have to do a lot of the remote uh, management so the order of complexity is like at least two orders of complexity uh, uh, this thing uh, more than uh, what, what software is so this is a whole another uh, field uh, in in that sense but until until you master all this thing you would not be able to get the benefit of robotics okay looks like it's indeed a very complicated process um, and it and each step needs to be done very well to actually commercialize the product so uh, as you said sir uh, sometimes if you are doing it on a smaller scale um, then many parts need to be done manually and you cannot automate it as it wouldn't be practically feasible so um, like it's often a very difficult thing to balance the advancement of a certain technology um, and also keep it affordable at the same time so how have you like tackled this problem in the past and has it come up sometime and um, how do you think in general affordability of such technologies would change over time absolutely so like any technology it goes through a a, a curve um, where as uh, as the uh, scale of manufacturing goes bigger because a lot of the cost is actually the the design cost and the planning cost and so on making one additional component um, the incremental cost what we call is is is, is quite smaller and this is true whether you whether you are talking about your intel's processors this is true whether you are designing cars so any kind of hardware uh, material the the biggest cost is the initial design setup and the uh, and the, the and making the first product so making the first product a uh, cost like 90% as much as making million products so so that that's where the uh, so if you are making only one product you are, you are you are incurring as much cost as in, uh, like making nine uh, like a million products or, or like 90% of the cost of million products then um, then you have to like uh, put in all that cost in that thing so it becomes quite quite expensive so as the uh, scale goes up then then we can divide that cost over a large number of products and so it will become substantially more cheaper like like what happened to our phones and processors and and, and so on so that that will uh, happen at the same time the the society also learns how to use the robots so initially when when uh, mouse came computer mouse came in like in the late 80s early 90s and so on people had a lot of difficulty just controlling the mouse because they were not used to the idea of holding a mouse and then moving uh, items on the screen so it, uh, it took a lot of iterations and and so on uh, initially we used to have like moving balls uh, under the mouse to so that that will collect a lot of dust so then we had to have a like a sort of mouse pad kind of things so the the the, the rest of the ecosystem also develops items which makes the reliability go up so the portion of the reliability is with the the company's technology itself but the remaining portion of the reliability comes with the the ecosystem developing like the the, the people who are developing the mouse pad to make the manual mouse like uh, get less dirty and and then the, the customers again learning things okay like you know this 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 uh, mouse ball will get quite dirty so let me open it up and and then clean it up so all these things uh, will will happen with scale and time so so reliability is not one factor reliability requires a combination of factors all of which will go up with more adoption okay that's very well described sir um i would like to ask you um the next question based on um one of the robots that uh, your company inventor robotics is designed 
So, um, Mitra, which is your flagship product, is designed to use your facial recognition and recognize people, um, engage them in relevant conversations, and help businesses better understand their customers. In a world of steadily decreasing soft skills among humans, um, this is bringing humanity to our robots. So, what are the challenges and roadblocks that lie ahead um, for this field of social robotics? So there is uh, the 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 first part is on the technology side. Uh, so there is there is a lot of underlying technology that that need to go to uh, make the uh, robots super smart. So this is a continuous process um, uh, uh, that is that is happening. So in some fields like face recognition, now the the accuracy is substantially higher. So that's why in the last two years, uh, most of the phones have moved to face recognition. Like even five years ago, the quality of face recognition was not sufficient. To do uh, like your uh, the phone unlocking with just face. So now in the last two three years the the quality of face uh, uh, recognition has improved. So there are like multiple such challenges that we need to be able to solve to be uh, to be able to do that on the technology side on the AI uh, AI side. So what we do is we have a hybrid robot plus human mode. Just like how you use computers, this is we are we call it as a cobot. Uh, so the collaborative robot. But the robot will be using its intelligence seventy-five uh, to eighty percent of the time, and then when there is a complex thing, then it also uses the human intelligence, and the human can take an avatar into the robot and then be able to uh, manage through the uh, robot. So this is a similar approach what NASA takes when they are controlling uh, items on Mars, their their rovers and so on. The rovers have their own onboard intelligence as well as there's a lot of control happens from Houston on the on the control system. Similar, similar thing that is that is happening with the defense, uh, the drone uh, technology that like the the U.S. defense uses. Uh, uh, they are uh, like a uh, lot of the smartness is is uh, on board, but still there is a lot of command control also happens uh, from the ground. So this hybrid human robot uh, is is what we are we are uh, we are bringing in, which is again it will take some more time to. Uh, to manage it on the on the social side because we are among the first to introduce this what what used to be on the space and defense side in into uh, uh, into the social robot field. So that is that is a uh, like a you know, big technology challenge. The second challenge is going to be on users what to expect the end users. So for instance, we deal with patients. So patients who are in the in the hospital, the often uh, they expect doctors to come. But for very and and then when technology comes in, so they can feel intimidated, they can get confused and so on. So, uh, getting them the trust into the system is 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 its own big complex challenge. In fact, my PhD thesis is on that uh, segment. How do we enable uh, robots to get trust and likability from uh, from the patients? So, which is again a whole another another field. Then the third portion of it is communication between the patient or the user and the robot so um, so even in simple things like alexa so alexa like you know as a, as a very simple thing like you know you, you call out a word and, and say play music and, and so on even with that even with the fairly younger people people get confused and people do not use it as much so uh, in most of the people for you are having the alexa device or like for the matter your your google now or or siri and and so on you have your smart intelligence on the phone but still people do not use it as much your, your communication is not fully sorted out here we are talking about robots where it can understand your emotions it can 
move its uh, fingers arms and so on so the the complexity is far more how do you communicate that with the robot that is again the communication challenge uh, that is that and finally the the organizations that have to be using this thing so when you are hiring a human employee you 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 have like over the last like in you know, how many years you have, you have managed employees you know what to measure or how to manage and so on now you are having robots how do you actually like the robot employees how do you manage them how do you uh, engage them how do you uh, like measure them it's it's another uh, big thing so it's like so we divide these challenges into four big things so technology challenge and then the the usability challenge the third is a communication challenge and then the fourth is an organizational challenge and and fifth is a related one is a regulatory challenge so the uh, like governments are like trying to figure out like uh, how do you like you know regulate robots and and often the regulatory things are bit uh, a slow uh, like delayed so for instance regulations for data collection privacy and have come in 20 years after companies have been collecting data so this kind of regulations also would come in that is as a fifth big challenge uh in the in this field okay so looks like this transition uh, really has many challenges at each and every step of it and um, hopefully with so many companies making such remarkable progress like in inventor robotics um, this process has speeded up and we soon have um, a better future um and many people actually have a different vision of um, artificial intelligence and its impact on um, the field of robotics because many sci-fi fantasies and films um they picture a doomsday scenario wherein um a humanoid robot with enhanced intellect takes over the whole race so um what do you think are the odds of such a situation and if not such an extreme situation many people are afraid um that because of the increasing advent of um, artificial intelligence and other forms of automation which have become possible with robotics people might start losing jobs and it can impact livelihoods adversely so um what do you have to say about this sir? sure um so um when when tvs first came uh, people were so uh, scared of like whether whether that the children will be completely uh, changed uh, by that thing so that is like 70 years ago tvs have come in and and like a whole generation has, has grown up with tv uh yes so it it, it adds some social the, the same but it does not change fundamentally who we are so every piece of technology brings its own uh, like um, piece of uh, like fear so when we were in school uh, so i remember when we were in 7th or 8th grade uh, it started when um, uh, internet uh, like uh, became started getting popular so we had a, a discussion in in school uh, what would happen like you know if uh, children can download uh, recipes for making a bomb and make bombs at, at at home so people were like worrying about all sorts of things what internet would do um and 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 so like again yes so that there might be some terrorists who might who might use it uh, to 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 build their own bomb but that's not the most common scenario right it's not like uh, like everyone is just uh, downloading recipes for a doomsday scenario but that's what people thought when when internet uh, first uh, sort of start getting popular people were worried whether like everyone will start making all sorts of dangerous things at at home so uh, yes there are like you know some risk um, uh, like um, just like again tv brought its own small amount of risk the internet brought its uh, risk computers brought their own risk yes there are like you know uh, certain risk that we have to uh, think about but again like that that is not like sci-fi kind of risk but is like more uh, common this thing including the data privacy and 
those things are a far bigger challenge than than all the matrix like scenarios that is on the on the on the first uh, this uh, this thing second is on on the jobs again the like uh, over the last uh, 200 years so many uh, technologies have come in and every time a technology comes in people have always uh, feared that this will take away all their jobs and we will, we will become like uh, mindless drones um and like you know uh, the uh, the oldest of this literature at least uh, i uh, like i'm fairly familiar with the hedgy wells um he wrote a whole bunch of like sort of dystopian thing where in in, a, in an english setting with industrial revolution people would become completely uh, like be slaves to machines and and if you watch charlie chaplin's movies like 100 years ago again like um, how machines will completely take over so this kind of a fear uh, like well where the human becomes slaves to machines have been going on for centuries but every time the, uh, um, the, the like the fear was always overblown and and each time the uh, the revolution the industrial revolution or the communication revolution the information revolution came in it created a whole bunch of new jobs that it destroyed i'll give you one one example uh, of this thing so taking care of old uh, people like senior citizens it's a huge uh, huge uh, problem so um, by uh, by end of this decade there will be over 2 billion uh, senior citizens and most of them are not being taken care of uh, by people uh, it is it is a very sad situation um because um you you might not like have find enough people to take care of them and it is a, it is a fairly hard uh, uh, job in that so what if like uh, humans can use a robotic avatar so the the senior citizen will be helped by a robot but then again will be collaboratively helped by a, by a human uh, sitting sitting remotely and so now you can have the senior citizen taken care of and you'll have a whole bunch of new jobs which will be uh, the uh, the caregivers or nurses taking care of seniors through through the robots now the nurses can take care of five to six times more patients than what they are doing now so that means it will both reduce the cost so that more people can afford care at the same time it will it will substantially increase the uh, salaries that the nurses make so similar to what happened to like you know accounting jobs and so on like until 90s like the the people who are noting down things and people who are doing like basic accounting they were not paid a lot but once computers came they could use excel they could build financial models and so on so what used to be a boring job like in banking and so on now became a sexy job because now they could do these investment bankers and so on they could do 10 times more things than the the previous generation so they made substantially more money and they became uh, fairly rich so similarly you you'll create a lot of high paying jobs uh, from many of these things like taking care of environment so let's say there is a, 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 a like a beach that is completely a ruin now you can have robots going around and then the human could be managing sitting out of the desk and then clean up that entire beach there is a problem and there are humans now how do you connect them so robots will create whole bunch of new jobs just like how we are how computers created whole bunch of new jobs 30 years ago people could not imagine that most of the jobs now will have a, a person sitting in front of a computer so similarly 10 15 years from now it become quite common for people to be working with with robots and and then doing far more uh, like high paying jobs with that okay looks like the future has really got many exciting possibilities in store for us and it's only a matter of time before um, these changes are accepted so sir finally i would like to ask you um, what would you like to say um, to young enthusiasts and aspirants who 
um, want to go in the field of robotics and were listening to this podcast right now. So, right. so um, entrepreneurship is is a long, long hard road, um, and entrepreneurship in robotics is is even even longer. So, it it is a uh, uh, it it is something that you need to prepare your uh, 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 prepare your mind and soul with. So, you cannot be too distracted with uh, like you know uh, uh, reading about like a rare success story of a few entrepreneurs who have done. With, with things in in hardware, uh, especially if you are making this thing, it is it's a very very hard task. Even for somebody like Elon Musk, they they uh, they uh, uh, both Tesla and SpaceX, they came to uh, came close to getting shut down not too long ago. Talking about like 12, 13 years ago, they were struggling quite a lot. And and even even with the expertise and and skill sets and money of Elon Musk and and the ecosystem of the US and so on, even with all that. As SpaceX and Tesla struggled uh, not too long ago, so um, and and with with India's uh, limited resources as well as uh, like, uh, the uh, limited financial path you might have, there is a long uh, road, and you cannot uh, you have to be prepare preparing your mind mind for that. It is years and years of uh, hard work that will go in, but it is hardware that will actually cause a true change. Uh, in, in the world, so whether it is Apple, so uh, imagine Apple without its hardware, like it would not have, it would not be Steve Jobs. Um, so it is the Apple's hardware that created all that aura and, and impact in the world. Similarly, whether it's Intel and even like you know some of the best Microsoft products, if we if we think about like Xbox or a Surface, it is a hardware for which Microsoft's strong. This thing is the, of course they they make most of the money from software. But the impact portion of it comes often uh, from the uh, from the hardware segment, and jobs also will be coming primarily from the hardware segment. Almost every country that has become developed, they became developed on the power of hardware, making like cars and and um, uh, like uh, uh, electronics, televisions, and and so on. That is how every country became developed is building hardware. So if if our country has to be uh, becoming a developed nation. Then we cannot be just building apps and uh, uh, SaaS products and like some websites. We have to be building something more tangible, something substantially that can cause impact in the industry. What Steve Jobs did to the the computing industry, what Elon Musk did to the space as well as uh, uh, the electric electric cars kind of. And it is a it's a long hard road. But if you take that long hard road and 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 then succeed, you could create an impact. uh like uh, like nothing else so uh, i i uh, encourage you entrepreneurs to start looking at the different pieces of the robotics so robots uh, ro- uh, robotics is a massive field just like saying software so is there one software company no there, there are like thousands of big software companies like google or amazon or microsoft so there is enough room for creating so many trillion dollar robotics companies just like what happened in software so you need to figure out what particular niche i'm i'm going to uh, i'm going to do in this thing uh, am i going to create a robotic arm for healthcare or it could be i'm going to create a robotic arm for uh, manufacturing in this thing or i'm going to create a, a mobility system to move in a paddy field and so so there will be different different uh, type of uh, robots and type of uh, peripherals and engagements and so you find your niche and and then and then grow in it and and then be prepared for the long haul okay with this um i would like to wind up the podcast here. 
thank you so much for your time the session has been really informative and inspirational for um, us and all the listeners who will be viewing this podcast it was a wonderful experience thank you